In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. Today is the first Sunday of the Holy Great Fast. And as you know, the Holy Great Fast is focusing on our repentance and our returning back to God. One of the major obstacles to our repentance is the love of money. And all of us, we deal with money. That's why the church chose this part from the Sermon on the Mountain to warn us against love of money and to warn us from trusting money. And the Lord Jesus Christ gave us four reasons why we should not trust money and why we should not rely on money and how it is important to remove completely the love of money from our hearts. Yes, we can use money, but we should not be enslaved to the money. The first reason he told us that money cannot secure our life and also money in, in itself is not secure. The Lord said, do not lay up for yourself treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. Actually, people, when the economy goes down, people lose a lot of money. When actually uh, people who invest in the stock market, when the stock market go down, people lose a lot of money. Besides, money cannot actually solve your issues or your problems. For example, the money can get you a very, very expensive bedroom, but cannot give you sleep. Money can give you a very, very expensive watch, but cannot give you time. Money can give you a, a lot of medicine, and you can go to the best physicians, but cannot give you health. So we should not trust money. And we should not actually feel secure if we have money. But the alternative, the wise alternative, as the Lord said, but lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust destroy, where thieves do not break in and steal. So the wise person will lay up his treasures in heaven, not on earth. And through charitable deeds, through having compassion on the poor and needy, through attending to the needs of the church, through doing all these things, actually, he is laying up a treasure for himself in heaven. And God will accept this as a sweet aroma. And this actually will pave our way to the kingdom of heaven. So that is the first reason. Money is not secure in itself, 
And you cannot trust money in itself. The second reason, as the Lord said, where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Now, if you are concerned about the money, and you trust the money, and you love the money, this means your heart will be in the money, not will be with God. That's why I told you the love of money is a big obstacle to our relationship with God. And, and St. Paul said, the love of money is the root of all evil, is the root of all evil. We can see how people, even siblings, brothers and sisters, they fight with each other because of money. We can see how many problems, countries war against each other because of the oil, because of the money, because of the treasures of gold. That's why wars uh, arose between uh, countries. So money, love of money is the root of all evil. And my heart will be where my treasure is. So if my treasure is in heaven, my heart will be in heaven with the Holy Trinity. If my treasure is on earth in the money, then I will be sleeping and waking up thinking about money, checking stock market, checking the investment. I will be all the time preoccupied with the money. And this actually will restrain me from the love of God, will keep me from growing in my relationship with God. The third reason why we should not trust the money, that the money will blind the person completely. And he will see himself right all the way. Judas Iscariot, one of the 12 disciples, why he betrayed the Lord Jesus Christ? We say because the love of money blinded his eyes. That's why the Lord said, the lamp of the body is the eye. So if the eye, the physical eyes, are the lamp of the body, the heart is the lamp of your spirit. The heart is the lamp of your spirit. And if your heart is where your treasure is, so if your heart is where the money is, because I have the sin of the love of money, this money will blind my heart, will make my heart darkness. So as the Lord said, the lamp of the body is the eye. If therefore your eye is good, your whole body is full of light. If your heart is good, then your whole life will be full of the light of Christ. But if your eye is bad, if your heart, the eye of the spirit, is bad because it is preoccupied with the love of money, which is the root of all evil, then your whole body, your whole life will be full of darkness. If therefore the light that is in you is darkness, how great is that darkness? So the love of money blind the person completely. Love of money, we can see people working day and night and they have a lot of money, but they don't have time to come to the church. They don't have time to pray. They don't have time to read the scripture. They have time, no time to uh, examine themselves. They are very, very busy. And then after 
May God give them long life. After they die, they will leave all these things. Then what did they gain? What does it profit a man if you win the whole world and you lost your own soul? And the fourth reason about why the love of money is a big obstacle, he said, no one can serve two masters. For either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will be loyal to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. You cannot. So either you are dedicated and committed to your life with God, or you are dedicated and committed to your life with the world gathering money. I know people who have literally millions of dollars, but they work actually, as I said, day and night, day and night. And they don't have time to pray, to go to church, to read the scripture, to examine themselves. Then what is the end of this? What is the end of this? What this will benefit you if you win the whole world and you lose your own soul? St. Anthony the Great, when his father died and his father was a very, very rich man, and he looked at him after his death and he told him, you left the world without your will, but I will leave the world with my own will. You were rich, you have power, you have authority. People respected you, but after you died, all this was gone. But I will leave the world by my own will. And St. Anthony was a young youth, and was, he inherited from his father 300 acres. This a lot. He distributed all this to the poor and the needy, and then he went and lived in solitary life in the desert, and he established the way of monasticism. What do we know about his father? Nothing. But what we know about St. Anthony, he is, they call him the star of the wilderness, the father of monasticism. So St. Anthony was wise in not serving the mammon, but he served God. He actually did not follow the footsteps of his father, but he followed the footsteps of our heavenly father. He followed the footsteps of the Lord Jesus Christ, who was rich and became poor for our sakes, for our salvation. And thus, St. Anthony, maybe he lost the richness on earth, but on the same time, he won the kingdom of heaven. So these are the four reasons. Money is not secure. My heart will be where my treasure is. Money blinds the eyes. Money uh, hinder my worship and my commitment to God. But usually, when we speak about go sell what you have, give it to the poor, usually we are anxious. But we are living here in the world. And we need money. We need money to eat and to close ourselves, to drink, for the necessities of life. That's why after the Lord 
spoke to us about don't lay up for yourself treasure on earth, he immediately, he spoke about this anxiety. And he said, therefore, I say to you, do not worry about your life. Trust God. Trust God and don't worry about your life. And he gave us actually seven reasons why we should not worry. Why when we decide to put our treasures in heaven, we should not worry. What are these seven reasons? The first reason he said, don't worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. First reason, is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? What is more important, the life or the food, the body or the clothing? If God gives you life as a gift, free gift, wouldn't he give you the food? If God gives you the body as a gift, wouldn't he give you the clothes? Which is better? How God will give you the most excellent gift, the life and the body, and he will hold from you the least important gift, like the clothes and like the uh, food. Trust God. If God <coughs> give us the life and give us the body, definitely he will give us the food that we need and the clothes that we need. Do you have doubt about this? Here is another reason in order to clear away any doubt from your heart. Look at the bird of the earth, as the Lord said. <clears throat> Look at the bird of the air. For they neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feed them. Are you not... Uh, are you not more value? Are you not of more value than they? Indeed, we never heard about a bird died from starvation. We never heard about this. God provided for the birds their food. And for the animals, God actually put compassion on our heart for the animals. And when we see animals, we take good care of them. It is God actually who is taking care of the birds and of the animals is the one who puts this compassion in our heart. So we are of more value. We are purchased by the blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. So don't you think that God will take care of us as he is taking care of the birds and animals? What about the lilies of the field. He told us, so why do you worry about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. And yet I say to you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Now, if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you? Now actually is the spring time. And when we drive and, and we see the flowers and the roses, it's very beautiful, very, very beautiful. And God actually gave this beauty 
to the grass and to the lilies that actually live for a few days and they die. So God is telling us, if God is taking care of the lilies of the field, of the grass, of the birds of earth, you are of more value. Why do you doubt God? Why do you doubt his love for you and his care about you? Don't worry. Don't be anxious. Then the third reason he told us, uh, which of you by worrying can add one cubit to his stature? Worry as much as you can. Are you going to change your stature? Can you add one cubit to your stature? There is difference between being responsible and do your responsibility faithfully and wisely and between being a worrying person and live in anxiety and stress all the time, worrying about the future. Don't worry about the morrow. God, who took care of you all these days of your life until today, he will take care of you the rest of your life. Don't worry about the morrow. Worry about your own salvation, about eternal life. And worrying will not solve your problem. Be anxious as much as you want. Actually, anxiety and worrying will paralyze you from thinking and from making right decisions in your life. But if you trust God and you do your responsibility, then everything will go smooth in your life. That's why the Lord diagnosed the reason behind anxiety and worrying is we are of little faith. That's why he said, O oh, you of little faith, O oh, you of little faith. If we have a strong faith in God, if we trust God as some people trust the money, if we trust God more, who actually is trustworthy, money is not trustworthy, but if we trust God and if we put all confidence in him, we will not suffer from anxiety. We will not suffer from worrying. Or you of little faith. So the first reason, life is more important than food and body is more important than clothes. Number two, look at the birds of the earth and the lilies of the field. Number three, worry as much as you can, but it cannot help you. It, you cannot add one cubit unit stature. Number four, this is because of our lack of faith or weak faith. Number five, he said, therefore do not worry saying, what shall we eat or what shall we drink or what shall we wear? For after all these things, the Gentiles seek. Who are the Gentiles? The Gentiles are the non-believers, the Gentiles who do not believe in God. So the Lord is saying, the Gentiles maybe have an excuse. They don't know God. So how can they trust God whom they don't know? But what's your excuse? You know God. You are a believer. So actually, if you start worrying and having an anxiety, this means your faith is like the Gentiles. Gentiles who do not know God, you become like them. But we as believer, believer means have faith. 
We trust God. If we trust God, then actually we should not worry. We should be different from the rest of the world, the non-believer in the world. Maybe, maybe, I can say they have excuse. They don't know God. So how can they trust one whom they don't know? But what's our excuse? We know God and we know his work in humanity for 7,000 years. Why do you worry? Number six, the sixth reason, your heavenly father knows that you need all these things. God who created us, he knows that we need it. If an engineer in a factory, when actually he designed any device, he knows what this device needs for maintenance. He knows. So God, our creator, doesn't know what we need. God who created us doesn't know that we need food and drink and, and clothes to sustain our life. Definitely he needs this. So why are you worrying? God, your creator, knows that you need all these things. Not only he knows, but he will provide it. He will provide it for you. If you trust him, he will provide it for you. If you have doubt, again, look to the bird of the earth and the lilies of the field. And the last point he told us, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Instead of laying up treasures, instead of wasting your time here on earth, laying up treasures that will be destroyed. No, seek first the kingdom of God and the righteousness of God and his righteousness. And all these things will be added to you. Once you trust God, once you work on your spiritual life, you strengthen your bond with God, your relationship with God. Once you do this, all these things will be added to you. Final word. Again, this is not a call for being lazy or laid back or not attending to your own responsibility. No. It is about don't lay up treasures here on earth. It is about not to trust the money and not to love the money, not to serve the money. So the message of today, don't let the love of money or trust of money be an obstacle to your spiritual life. Yes, you need to be faithful. You need to be wise in your stewardship. You need to be responsible. But don't let this responsibility take you away from seeking the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Then, when actually this is your goal, I'm living here to seek the kingdom of God and his righteousness, all these things will be added to you. When we are working faithfully and wisely, all these things will be added to you. May the Lord, during this great fast, set us free from the love of money and to trust money and from being anxious or worrying and grant us his peace that surpasses all understanding and give us this faith that we can trust him and rely on him. Glory be to God forever and ever. Amen.